0: Good morning and welcome to episode 23 and day 23 of Dry January. Welcome to the Dry Jan Like a Sober Rebel mini-series. I'm Louisa Evans and as you know by now, I'm a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist. I've put together this series to collate hints and tips from the sober community to pull together lots of information that's out there all in one place and just really to give you food for thought as you embark on your first month of sobriety. It's been designed so that you can listen to it every day and pick and choose what you like and ignore what you don't like because everybody's road to sobriety looks so different. And that's where we're going to talk about a topic that's a bit delicate, and that topic is moderation. What do we feel about moderating? Now if you're listening to this series and you're somebody who's doing dry January because you want a break from alcohol, I'm hoping that you've had enough information now to really truly begin to properly question your relationship with alcohol on a deeper level. To question some of those beliefs and thoughts that were keeping you drinking and maybe that might lead you to make different decisions in the future because I know not everybody listening to this is looking to go sober forever some people just want a break. Moderation isn't for me, but I know there are people out there that are grey area drinkers that still want to try to moderate. Their drinking isn't causing any major effect to their health that they know of, and they aren't outwardly showing signs of being affected by alcohol. There are deeper signs though, as we've talked about, and things you may realise after having a month break that have been hidden if you're that sort of drinker. You'll notice the return of energy, the better sleep that you just can't achieve even if you're a moderate drinker. So I'm very mindful that this mini-series could be used for varying different reasons. So please take everything in this episode with a pinch of salt. There may also be some people listening to this episode that are further along in their sobriety and they're listening just to maybe look at different areas of their mental health. There may be people that are using this as a springboard into longer-term sobriety. And I guess, if I'm honest, this episode is for those people. The people who really don't want to drink again. And this first month has been a springboard forward. However, if you're one of the other drinkers, if you're somebody who wants to return to moderation, I urge you to still listen to this episode because it is a different take on the idea of moderation and how exhausting it can actually be. And maybe some of this isn't your experience, but I'd suggest if you've taken a month break and if you felt you needed a month break from alcohol, that you're already considering that maybe it's not adding to your life in the way that you thought it was. So let's dive straight in and get started. I first wanted to go sober 10 years ago. 11 years ago, actually. And as I've said repeatedly throughout this series, I lasted five days. And the reason I lasted five days is that the first few days of not drinking alcohol are really tough. It's a habit. And you'll know that because you've just gone through it yourself. It's when the drug is leaving your system. Because let's not sugarcoat it. Alcohol is a drug. And it's also when you're battling a lot more of those thoughts, the voice, the wine witch, the thoughts that you could have a drink or feeling triggered. As time passes, and I assure you, as more time passes, those thoughts and that voice get less and less. As the weeks go by, as the months go by, they get a lot less, a lot fewer, and further in between. And if they do appear, they're really weak. As time goes on, you've got more weight to your sober life and that's what you're actually looking to build up. You're looking to build up more things that you'd lose if you drank. You're creating an identity as a sober person because actually your previous identity was a drinker. When you first go sober, the first 30 days, dry January, when you have that first urge to do something about your relationship with alcohol, your identity as a drinker is really strong. You've got associations that you need to break, and you've got things that you believe you're going to miss if you give up alcohol. But then, as you build your sober life, as you realise the joy of an early morning, the clear head, the ability to cope much better when things go wrong, when your patience increases... You have more focus and clarity at work. Lots of those different benefits that aren't often spoken about because they tend to come a bit later on, and some of them tend to sneak under the radar a lot of the time. All of a sudden, you may sit there and think, goodness me, I actually cope a lot better than I thought I would. So, anyway, I digress. Back to the subject of moderation, because that's something that can creep back in that idea later in sobriety. What if I could moderate? I wasn't actually that bad. And this is something we need to talk about. So in moderation, we're told that we should drink 14 units a week. Now, let's look at that. If you work out properly what 14 units is, and also bear in mind, the advice is to take a few nights off a week you're really looking at one glass of something about four nights a week. Now in my mind, and maybe I am using all or nothing thinking here, but I can't see the point. And maybe that's the drinker in me talking, but I really can't see the point. I don't actually like the taste of alcohol enough to exercise that amount of restraint. And what I have realised over time, that as much as I lied to myself about liking the taste of wine, I actually realised I was drinking for the drug and not for the taste. And that's a really bold statement to make. Honestly, I have claimed I love Pinot Grigio or Chardonnay or a particular brand of lager so many times over the years. And also, I've used the line that I really believe it's quenching my thirst on a hot day. But for me, if I have one glass, it's not that I would suddenly lose control and have to drink everything in the room. But I genuinely don't see the point. So in my head, the way I look at it, it would be like asking me to smoke one cigarette. Either I'm going to do something or I'm not. And if I smoked one cigarette, I'd want to smoke 10, maybe not all in one go, but I certainly wouldn't dip in every now and again and just have one. I'd be back to smoking. So tobacco is a highly addictive drug, as is alcohol. And I'm fully aware of that. And I wouldn't mess with it as an ex-smoker. I know it would take just one so, in my mind again, I would say to myself, why on earth would I even contemplate dipping my toe back in, then having to go through the really hard days, the agony of quitting? I know it wasn't pleasant for me. Those first few days, as tobacco is leaving your system, you're battling that voice, that habitual voice. And the same with alcohol. I don't want to do that every time I have a one-off drink because maybe I could just have one. Who knows? Maybe I could just have one cigarette, but I really don't want to. That to me isn't freedom. I have genuinely now reached a point where I don't see the benefit. I see all the downsides of alcohol, the zoning out, the money, the lack of energy, the health risks, actually, the not very nice taste. There are nicer drinks. If you were to step back from it and really admit what alcohol tastes like, especially spirits, there are so many nicer drinks that taste lovely. And alcohol is a taste you have to acquire. When you look at pure alcohol, you couldn't even drink it. It would kill you. It would taste vile because it's a poison a toxin. And so your alcoholic drink has been watered down and flavoured with other things and usually lots of sugar or flavourings have been added or you might mix it with something else. So let's talk about my experience of moderation because I think it's really important to look back at these things without the rose-tinted glasses. If I look back at my drinking career, I would say The last 10 years, the last decade, has actually all been a moderation attempt. Moderating or wanting to have sober stints. And you may have the same sort of experience. I would tell myself and set rules that I wouldn't drink on certain days. I wouldn't drink from Monday to Thursday. I wouldn't drink if I had work the next day. I would limit the amount of drinks I'd have in one sitting. The whole evening would be counting and trying to keep track. And I'd list out how many units I actually wanted to consume each week. I'd give myself rules around swapping higher proof wine for lower strength Prosecco so that I wasn't consuming as many units. And did I stick to any of those rules? That's the truth of it. I have to ask myself that. And the answer is no, I didn't. Never. I never achieved it. And I'm really not being blase in saying that or glossing over it. I've actually got diaries, I've got journals over years. I've got diary after diary every Monday. I'm not going to drink this week. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm already drinking committing to not drinking the following night, and then drinking and waking up and beating myself up because I said I wasn't going to drink. Each month I would set an intention, and the amount of months my intention was deal with alcohol, get alcohol in control. And as I've said in previous episodes, if there's one surefire way to kick your self-esteem and your confidence It's to fail at doing something you've promised yourself you're going to do for yourself. This isn't about other people. This is about you letting you down. It's soul destroying. And actually, you know what? I know that sobriety wasn't a smooth path. It wasn't an easy path for me to start. It took a lot of resets and restarts. I remember everything about it and I'm under no illusion that I don't wish to exercise or at least even attempt to exercise the sort of willpower I'd need to to try to take or leave what is an addictive drug. Now I wasn't what you call a rock-bottom drinker. I wasn't drinking in the day. I wasn't drinking spirits. I could take days off but they were really hard fought for. So I look back and I know I've spent the last decade trying, moderating and failing. So this is sort of my take on it and how I avoid that fantasy of moderation creeping back into my sobriety. And I'll say again, if this is something that you're looking to do to moderate, I think it's really healthy for you to look at what moderation would actually involve. And then you can make an educated decision if you're a grey area drinker and just taking a break. It took a lot of resets and restarts as I say to get going and I remember all of that. I've got no illusion. I don't actually wish now to exercise or at least even attempt to exercise the willpower that I'd need to try and take or leave what is an addictive drug. I tried quitting alcohol a few times over the 10-year period. I tried moderating damn near every single day and I failed And my self esteem, my motivation, my willpower I mean, what is willpower? Willpower runs out. What you need is motivation. You need confidence that you can do it. Because for me, I would talk myself back into alcohol being okay every single time. Or I'd compare myself to my friends and other grey area drinkers and I'd justify my consumption. What I knew over the years is that I could not escape the nagging feeling that I wasn't comfortable with the hold that alcohol seemed to have over me. Nothing else in my life had that level of hold over me. I actually felt like I was dancing with the devil. And I don't want to dance with the devil every single day. And I would, like a lot of us do, sit there and question how everybody else seemed to have this attitude of being able to take or leave it to be absolutely fine. Or be okay with consuming it in large quantities. They just didn't care. And that wanting to moderate is the first step for some people in wanting to end up going sober. And that first step of moderation for some people can be a stepping stone to then realising they actually want to go sober. I had all these rules that I was breaking. And I even counted my units in the last year of my drinking life. They were so scary. But I kept that up for months and I was really honest about it. I didn't halve it like we do for the doctor. I actually wrote down my actual units and I wouldn't even share them with anyone. And I just wasn't sticking to any limits. I was nowhere near any guideline limits. So I know now and I look back that I'm incredibly fortunate that I chose to step into sobriety. And that's why I have that handle on Instagram. When you had to choose a handle, I was sitting there and thinking, I want to step into sobriety before I'm pushed. Because I know I could have ended up in a very dark place. Maybe I'd have got away with it. Maybe I'd have carried on and not had any major incidents or any major health worries but that wasn't a risk i was prepared to continue taking and so for me the fantasy of moderation just isn't something i want but it's definitely one that i think the wine witch or that voice or those thoughts can use with you later on down the line especially when you look at other drinkers and they seem to be able to take or leave it but also keep in mind people aren't honest about their own drinking habits if you want to hear Honest consumption from anyone, talk to somebody who's gone sober because they'll tell you how much they really drank. But when they were drinking, they wouldn't have been honest. I just don't want to keep doing those days again, those first days. And when you're alcohol free, even for a few days, it does stay in your system. So those people that we look at that I used to put on a pedestal that could only drink on a weekend they're still dealing with the after effects of alcohol and those first five days of sobriety over and over again. They just don't realise it. And that doesn't sound like fun. That sounds like purgatory to me. So just lurching from one time of drinking and waiting for the next time, all the time telling yourself you're not bothered. So I can honestly sit here in sobriety and say that I'm free. I feel free. And I know there are going to be drinkers that genuinely can have a glass of sherry at Christmas and that's it. And that isn't who I'm talking about. And I just know I can sit here honestly and say I feel free in sobriety. And whilst I may talk about alcohol a lot, I post every day on social media. I genuinely don't ever think about drinking it. And if I do have a thought at any point that may cross my mind in a tough moment, that, oh, you'd normally have a drink now, or you could have a drink now, I just dismiss it. And I really do dismiss it easily these days. And that's not me being cocky. It's me being confident in the choice I've made. Just like I'm confident if somebody offered me a cigarette to say, no, thank you, I don't smoke. It's not something I want to do. I really have now made it about Not wanting to moderate and not that I can't moderate. I wouldn't be able to relax in the same way that I can in sobriety. For me, I only ever have to make one decision now that I'm not drinking. I don't have to keep bargaining with myself. I don't have to have that constant, will I have one more? Shall we share a bottle? Have I had enough? I don't want to drink tonight, but I have drunk tonight. That's exhausting. And there is something called decision fatigue, which is actually about the fact that the more decisions you make, the less able you are to make good ones. So you're constantly taking up your brain's energy and space and ability to think with this will I, won't I, how much, when, with who. And that's when it becomes exhausting. So now I've got one rule I don't have loads of rules in place that I break, I've got one rule that I keep. It may seem like somebody who's sober is restricted, but they're not, they're free. They don't have any limits or rules. I don't have other people trying to twist my arm even. You know what it's like, you go out for dinner, you're with a friend, and you've gone out with the intention of moderating, of just having one glass of wine. But when the wine list arrives, they know that you're cutting back, they know that you're moderating, but there's no clear-cut decision that you're sober. And you both notice, as with all menus, that the bottle of wine is cheaper than ordering it by the glass. So you may as well order the bottle and share it. Well, you've gone from having one glass of wine which you committed to and wanted to commit to, to actually feeling pressurised in the nicest way, to having half a bottle. And maybe it doesn't stop there then. When you're sober, you don't have that pressure. You don't have anybody twisting your arm intentionally or unintentionally. So this is just personal opinion, but in moderation and with that constant eroding of self-esteem that I was experiencing in my battle with it, it just didn't feel good. Whereas in sobriety... I feel amazing. My self-esteem is the highest it's ever been. And I'm no longer fighting an addictive drug. And all those years, I used to think the problem was me. I was the issue. Why couldn't I drink like a normal person? But having walked away from alcohol now, I'm beginning to realise that the problem wasn't me. It was the drug And that's where I think society has it a little tiny bit backwards. When you say you've got a problem with alcohol, it's almost like you've got the problem rather than alcohol being the problem. Just because it's something we've always done and it's a drug that's highly protected, highly coveted, and it's almost worshipped by people and they can't imagine their life without it. They don't want to understand or hear that there could be another way and that way isn't boring either but each to their own. If there's one thing we have in life, it's freedom of choice. I want to throw in some science here as well about moderation. The biggest reason that has scientific backing, why moderation doesn't really work, is that alcohol slows down your prefrontal cortex. It's like the bouncer in your brain and it affects your judgment. So for me, after one drink, that explains why I'm more likely to have two. And if I do stick at one drink, it doesn't make me feel good. I start sulking. So if you're somebody like me that struggles to moderate, struggles to limit, struggles to say no, or to stick to rules, or just to have one, you really aren't alone. And hopefully you're already discovering in this month that the freedom you have in sobriety is actually not having to make any of those decisions. And yes, you'll have to deal with things like thoughts about wanting a drink or triggers, but those do get less and less over time as your strength in your sobriety gets more and more. So if you knew that you weren't having to make those micro decisions on a regular basis about an addictive drug, how would you feel? So on that note, I'll leave the episode there. I hope you have a brilliant day And I look forward to catching you tomorrow. And like I say at the end of every episode, if you'd like to find out more about my early journey into sobriety, then my book is available on Audible Becoming a Sober Rebel. And you can download hypnosis recordings to support you in this or any other area of your mental health from my website. You'll find the link in the show notes and use code SoberRebel to buy one, get one free. Don't forget, you can also follow me on Instagram at sobriety. So I'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day.